Welcome to E to the Power of Three, a podcast of Bridging the Gap, where our mission is to encourage, equip, and empower every woman on her faith journey with Jesus Christ. My name is Kristen, and today we're honored to hear from fitness and wellness professional Ashley Darkenwald as she has a conversation with our podcast host, McKelty Bloom. In this leadership episode, they will be discussing how we feel about our bodies, as well as how to continue to honor them when they aren't doing what we want them to do. You'll also hear more on how to rediscover health and routine after it's been disrupted, such as through the pandemic, pregnancy, or in other life changes. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bridging the Gats E to the Power of Three. We are joined again. It's our little part two. Welcome back with Ashley. Thank you so much for having me again. <laughs> yes. Well, we are really excited. I would say we, like there's somebody else in this room. Just, <laughs> well, I'm here too, yes. you know. <laughs> it's like we as Bridging the Gap <laughs> are excited to talk about this today. Um, you did a part one for us, so I would encourage everybody to go back and listen to Ashley's first episode episode with us talking about wellness and fitness and just balance overall. But we're going to really break it down today and start focusing on some of the more harder and challenging aspects of wellness. You know, what happens when our body isn't doing what it's supposed to? What happens when we have been focusing so intensely over the last couple of years with the COVID pandemic? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about other people, but I have felt like a wellness fatigue. Like health is just talked about so much and the back and forth of my gym is closed. So now what's that going to mean for me? And now do I take care of my body or do I give myself a break? You know, mm-hmm. there's so much different messaging. So I'm really excited to kind of process through that today with you on all of your thoughts. But before we jump in, if you would just introduce yourself in case people didn't hear your part one yet um, and just who you are and what caught you into wellness. Sure. Well, I am a wife and a mother of three. I have two teenagers and a toddler, so my house is busy and exciting all the time. <laughs> um, I love music and I'm a worship leader at church. I do. I own a fitness center in Albertville and have written a few books. I'm also a personal trainer actively there, and I love life. Yeah. <laughs> How's that? That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you have a couple of um, books, more curriculum-based, and talking about how to be teaching people and their wellness and fitness journey, as well as small groups. Do you want to talk about the small group one quick? I just love this idea in the journal that you have with it. So if you just want to share about it in case someone hasn't listened to it yet, but it's so good that I'm like, we got to talk about it. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's the second book. Uh, It is a resource for individuals and small groups that want to go through a curriculum together, Mm -hmm. basically. Mm -hmm. So it touches on nutrition and fitness with a spiritual foundation. So it tackles topics like macronutrients Mm. and sugar addiction and sleep hygiene and managing stress and the metabolism. Also talks about diabetes and um, heart disease, osteoporosis. Mm. Um, it, it, It really goes into a wide range of fitness and wellness topics all while asking the question, what does this have to do with my faith? Mm -hmm. It's a great resource for 
like I said, individuals and small groups to go through together. And where can people find these books or find you if they're interested in getting more involved with um, your work? Yeah. The books, probably the best place to find them is on Amazon. It's called Living Wellness for Growth Groups. That is my second book. And then there's also the Living Wellness Journal. That's a resource that goes along with it that I think is one of my favorite works of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the I love journals, first mm-hmm. of all. Yeah, yeah. But this journal is really something special. Even the cover, if you feel that, McKelty, is yep. soft. It's a soft. Oh. I know. Isn't that fun? Oh, it is soft. <laughs> I, I mean, I just love the journal. I just, it's kind of a favorite. It's like a baby to me. Mm-hmm. So um, Amazon's a great place. And I currently, my main um, place that I am is at my fitness center in Albertville. And so infit.org is the website for the fitness center. And you can mm-hmm. find uh, my bio and some things that I've got going on there. Yes. Well, definitely, if you are in that area, check it out. Uh, But let's jump into today. I want to start us off just kind of reflecting on this last year. So when this was recorded, it's 2021 in June. So we're just kind of coming out of this year of COVID, which took everybody by surprise. I'm sure people are like, oh, are we still talking about this? But Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we're going to be talking about it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And just the after effects of people physically and Mm -hmm. mentally and everybody all over social media, the news, this this huge conversation on health and Mm -hmm and making sure that we're all staying healthy and well. But then we have restaurants are closed. We have grocery stores that, you know, sometimes they weren't having all the food supply. Mm -hmm. If you're living in more of a rural area, we have people that aren't able to do their normal fitness routine because Mm -hmm. of X, Y, and Z. And and that's a lot. And so now that we're coming out of this, things are open again. We're going back into our routine. How do we do that? What does that practically look like? for us in our body and in our mind, because we're kind of all a little bit of exhausted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would just love to hear your reflections on that time and just your thoughts about moving forward. Well, anytime there's a catastrophic change, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like there has been in 2020, I mean, you talk about my gym was closed for five months mm-hmm. out of 2020, and that affected my team. It affected everybody. It affected our clients, yeah. too. You know, everybody had to find a new way of doing things. But what it gives us is this huge opportunity to reinvent ourselves. We can take what wasn't working before the pandemic, and we have an opportunity to change it. Mm-hmm. We can take what was working and move in that direction again, maybe starting again, mm-hmm. you know? So if if you ha- had tried all these things pre-pandemic and you were just not getting traction, this is an opportunity to practice mm. new directions and throw some new spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks mm-hmm. as far as fitness <laughs> and wellness goes, you know? A huge group of people found that uh, when, when my gym got shut down, we went to virtual fitness. Mm-hmm. And my instructors came in, taught to a computer, and people were at home doing the workout from their living room with minimal equipment. Yeah. Some people found they loved that, mm. loved it. And so we still have this large group of people that are doing virtual wellness and finding kind of their home in and comfort in being able to work out in their living room, not mm-hmm. going into a building with a bunch of people and getting their social fix that way. Mm-hmm. I do encourage people to find their social circle and gather with them, yeah. you know, and some people it's at the gym and some it's at home. But but just to take this as an opportunity that we don't have to go back to the way things were if they weren't 
working. Mm -hmm. We just don't. And to give ourselves time and grace, time and grace. Uh, there have been seasons in my life where I've I've been exhausted. Usually it's after writing a book or a big project or something like that. And I have this nagging inner feeling of, I got to do something. I got to do something. I should be doing this. I should be doing this. And somebody came along and told me to stop shooting on myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no more shooting on myself. <laughs> and to to let, let that go and do what you can, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to be just slugs, but do what we can and give ourselves some time to get back into those routines. Yeah. So if we don't feel like going out and running a 5K, don't go out and run a 5K. You know, start <laughs> with a walk around the block. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that is a really healthy thing to get outside, get in nature. And if you don't want to walk around the block, sit on your front porch. Yeah. You know, grab a cup of coffee and tea, sit on your front porch and just breathe and just mm-hmm. be present. And so that's the first step is to... to come to an awareness it's okay to not go back to how things were Mm. and the second step is to just be mindful about what it is that we want what take inventory of what we want with our health and wellness what do we want that to look like Mm -hmm. like I ask every client what is your ideal day look like from wake to sleep How do you envision your perfect, healthy self? What does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. And use this time of putting ourselves back together to reflect on that and to visualize and to come up with a good plan and a picture of what we want ourselves to be doing and looking like. Mm, That's good. Because it kind of goes to what I saw a lot of, of people saying, the should haves, right? Like, okay, we're in this pandemic. Now we have no excuse to be focusing on our bodies. Mm -hmm. Like take time to work on your mental health, your physical health, Mm -hmm. go for walks. And there was the complete opposite Mm -hmm. of like, no, you're mentally going through a lot. If you gain weight, it's fine. So Mm -hmm. it was just this like battle. Yes. I don't know. What did you see that? What did you experience with your clients? Yeah. I, I absolutely saw that. I went through that battle myself Mm -hmm. Uh, I try, I practice not shooting myself, but I do it all the time. (laughs) We do. It's natural. (laughs) Um, I think the main thing that I saw, a lot of people did take that time to clean out closets, to Mm -hmm. start a hobby, to take up knitting, to exercise and be well. And that is beautiful. That's probably their way of dealing with trauma, Mm, right? mm -hmm. I think some people's way of dealing with trauma is to go outward and some people's way is to crawl inward. Neither Mm -hmm. is right. We're different people. And so we respond to the trauma of things shutting down and not being able to hug loved ones and these things in different ways. Mm -hmm. I went through a season in the winter, and I admitted this to my business group. I watched Netflix all the time. I'm talking like six hours a day I watched Mm -hmm. Netflix. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to do the things I was supposed to do. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to binge watch Netflix. And I did. Mm -hmm. And I kept thinking, am I ever going to get out of this? I don't want to get out of this. (laughs) So I didn't. Mm -hmm. It was probably months. I probably watched a lot of Netflix. But then there was a dawn. There was a dawn. And I can't remember the time or what, what sparked it even. Maybe the weather changed a bit. And I felt like flowers were kind of blossoming inside of me Mm -hmm. and just letting myself breathe and have that space. And I saw that in my clients too, that when they just stop trying to force things and let it happen, Mm -hmm. they started moving again and they started eating healthier again and they started drinking more water again. They started being mindful of their sleep again and just giving that space and time. And 
I'm going to backpedal a bit, but I would say a precursor to that is if you have not grieved the mm. loss of all the things, start there. Yeah. Because yep. a lot of people are going to dive into health and wellness without having kind of processed the trauma of the pandemic. And then we're going to get stuck because we haven't actually grieved all the things that we lost during that time. Mm -hmm. So yes, are we talking about it again? Yes. If you've already gone through that kind of trauma um, healing process, then move on. Mm -hmm. But if you haven't, take some time to grieve and then work through your stuff and then dive into the health and wellness. Because yeah. it's going to be a lot more successful journey having ripped the Band-Aids off of some of these things and grieved than to just try to dive in without going there. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a really powerful reminder is that sometimes we do have to just like sit with where we're at and let things happen naturally to take off expectations mm -hmm. and to grieve that. I know last year was a nightmare for me. I So I used to work full time in 2019 and then decided January 2020, I'm going to go part time and I'm going to focus oh on my health. I'm going to focus on losing this weight that I had gained because I was in a really unhealthy season. This mm -hmm. is going to be my year. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> and so I'm like starting on this weight loss journey. Pandemic hits. Yep. Get pregnant, yep. which is the opposite of losing weight. Uh -huh. And so then I, and I got super sick. Ugh. I couldn't eat anything. I was getting sick like three or four times a day, just like on bed rest basically for the first 17 months of my pregnancy. And I remember feeling so defeated of mm -hmm. this was supposed to be my mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to get healthy and now I can't do anything. I can't move. I'm going to be gaining all this weight in mm -hmm. pregnancy. I've got the pandemic going on emotionally. I can't. And just I had to do exactly what you just said. I had to stop and just mm -hmm. breathe and say, you know what? I'm going to remove the expectation yes. because I saw on social media all these women who were pregnant and like still working out and mm -hmm. like, this is so important. And I'm like, am I failing already as a mother? Mm -hmm. And having to just grieve that, that yep. that isn't going to be my experience. Yep. And it was such a release. Yes. Such a release. Mm -hmm. So what does expectations like do to us in those moments when we are just really battling inwardly of like what we want to happen with our body and our wellness, but what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The expectations just crush us, Yeah, <laughs> especially unhealthy expectations. Mm -hmm. I think it's like comparison, you know, expectations and comparison just kill the spirit yeah. and then it bleeds into our mind and it bleeds into our body and it just crushes progress, mm -hmm. just crushes progress. Mm -hmm. And, and what we're, I want to be careful that we're not saying just, you know, do nothing yeah. <laughs> and continue being unhealthy. We're mm -hmm. not saying that mm -hmm. here with your experience and I think with my experience yeah. too, but just to give yourself grace and rather than having these expectations from the outside, take some time to ask yourself, what do I want? Mm. What do I want? What do I want out of this experience? Do I want to be walking right now? Mm -hmm. Do I want to go for a walk? And if you say, no, I don't, I want to sit on the couch then shed that guilt that you have of sitting on the couch and just be there. Mm -hmm. Be there and be present and be grateful that you have the opportunity to sit on your couch in air conditioning and you can just sit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and if in that moment you say, what do I want? Do I want to go for a walk right now? Would that, would that make me feel good? Would that be, that'd be a good thing? And you say yes, then go for it and feel good about it. Mm -hmm. But I, I think something you said about having the um, – 
this is my season two. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. That can derail and crush our spirits. I I get into that rut like this is my day off, mm-hmm. and then something will go wrong, and I will be so mad and I'll ruin it because. Someone will call me and need help on this big project. I'll I'll be like gritting my teeth. Yes, I'll help you. (laughs) This was supposed to be my day off. You know, this is my season to lose weight. And then look what happened. I got derailed. How we deal with those, this was supposed to be my, can make or break us. Yeah. You know, can make or break us. And those, you talk about trusting God and... (laughs) Mm-hmm. And being okay with the situation and talking about God is in control. That's when we're in the fire. Yeah. <laughs> That's when we're in the fire. It's not when everything's going well and we get to relax on our day off or we get to go through that weight loss journey or whatever. It's in those moments the control is ripped out of our hands. Right. And that's when we really get to say, where where do I really place my trust? Yeah. You know? So how do we celebrate our body then when it's not doing what we want? How do we continue to see our body as a temple? You know, we talked about that in our first episode together. Seeing what biblically is how we're supposed to take care of our body and seeing it that way. How do we treat our body as a temple but be accepting our body for what it's doing, even if that's not what we want it to be doing? Mm-hmm. Great question. I would say for people who have kids, think about if their child came to them, like my teenager. If my teenager came to me and said, I hate my body. It's a mess. It's not where I want it to be. It's a, you know, I've got this extra weight. I just, ugh. Your heart would break yeah. as a parent. My mm-hmm. heart would just break. As a parent, I would want to cry and sob and say, you're perfect. Mm. You are beautiful and you're perfect and you're a work of art and you're in progress. We're all in progress. Mm-hmm. If we can learn to look at our bodies like we would look at our children or our best friend or mm. our parent or somebody we love so deeply and say, this is my body. Mm-hmm. How can I look at my body and love myself like I would love my child? That's where we're going to make progress. Mm-hmm. And that's where I I personally always have to come back to. And I'm reminded of it when I hear my kids say things mm-hmm. about their bodies that mm-hmm. make me really sad. Yeah. And I'm reminded, huh, t- hello, I'm holding up a mirror. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that crushes God's heart too. Yeah. You know, because we are God's children. And so when we're looking and talking about our bodies in these unhealthy ways, I just think it makes, I would imagine it makes God sad. And what we talked about in the first episode with this issue is that our bodies are a gift. And so rather than taking this approach that's so legalistic and rigorous and and um, prison-like, we get to treat our bodies like a gift and we get to steward them to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Not putting ourselves in prisons, not putting these crazy expectations, but doing the best we can with what we have and the the resources that we have too. Mm-hmm. So I just think we have this beautiful opportunity to live life well and it's only to our benefit. You know, eating broccoli and drinking water is not to punish us. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We feel good. Yeah. And then we can do fun things. (laughs) And so, you know, it's a mindset, too, of, like, this is not a punishment to live well. It really is a gift. It really is a privilege to live well. And so just that recognizing unhealthy mind patterns and truth untruths and getting into those positive affirmations are a big part of re- turning our ship around and just re-angling our ship. Yeah. 
And I think it goes a lot to say, too, like, when you take those moments to repent and say, like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, and you could be saying I'm sorry to God. You could be saying sorry to yourself. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you said that to a friend, mm-hmm. well, you would be saying sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I should not have said that about your body. I should yeah. not have been. Yeah. So taking that moment to, like, just repent and say, man, I'm sorry. You know, I I might slowly be learning. Or if you say something unhealthy about yourself around your kids, mm-hmm. showing them, mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, mom shouldn't have said that. Dad yeah. shouldn't have said that about our bodies. We want to make sure that we're we're honoring our bodies and treating mm-hmm. them well. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a great step and just slowly, like you said, moving the ship around. Yep. Yeah. I'm uh, losing my thought of what I wanted to say there. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to the best of us. Yeah, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll it'll come back in. But <laughs> mm-hmm. I had something good there. It'll come back. It'll come back. <laughs> so diving then. Oh, you, oh I remember. Yes, I go. Remember. Okay. I think the word repent actually means turn around. Mm-hmm. It's in Greek or some some language. It means turn around. Mm-hmm. So to to take that one step further of, of you know, of whether we're repenting to God or to ourselves or whatever, but it means turn around. So not just saying, I'm sorry I'm doing this, but to actually change our behavior. Mm-hmm. To not say, I'm sorry I'm treating my bodily, body so badly, and then to the next day go and say, ugh, my lovies, my love handles, mm-hmm. my, you know, and to, to my back fat and all these things that we talk about our body in such a negative way, but to actually catch ourselves. We're going to say it, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to say those things, but to catch ourselves and say, you know, that's not actually what I meant. I really am grateful for my body. I've got these legs that carry me around, or I've got these arms that can hold my children, and I'm really grateful for those things. Yeah. You know, to look at the assets that we have, even if it's not perfect and even if it's not where we want to be, but to be grateful for the things that we have and to be reminding ourselves of those things is just so important. And I think that... You know, we talk a lot about, you know, society and diet culture and body shaming and that aspect. But I do think that's something I have been really, really grateful for and impressed by with social media is that we are starting to turn that around and to try and promote just honoring our body, especially in like postpartum bodies mm-hmm. where it's so easy to quickly be like, how do I get my body back? Yeah. But thinking of it as, you know what, the zebra looking stomach I have of stretch marks is a mm-hmm. reminder that like, look what I carried, mm-hmm. like what, look what my body did yeah. or looking back and being like, you know what, the even just stretch marks from not postpartum mm-hmm. and seeing those gone being like, man, like I worked hard. I'm stronger now. And I think society is doing better to just be focusing on that and mm-hmm. trying to point us back to, hey, let's let's be honoring mm-hmm. of that piece. Yeah, I agree. I think we've made a lot of progress in the magazine culture that used to Photoshop everything yeah. beyond what was even, you know, realistic looking. There's still a ton of that, but I think there's also a movement Mm -hmm. saying, let's also look at what regular bodies look like. Yeah. Yeah. There can be that balance there. So let's dive deeper into this idea of still trying to honor and take care of our body when things aren't going the way we want. And, you know, yes, we instantly might think of like, okay, weight loss, but what about if you're battling food sensitivities, food allergies, and frustrated with that, or infertility, your body really isn't doing what you want it to do. And that might be just a really hard journey to be in. So how do we how do we not let the food and body image become an unhealthy idol mm-hmm. in our life? 
because I was just talking with a friend who is going through this food sensitivity elimination piece Mm -hmm. and um, another friend who is battling through infertility and saying like, all I can think about now is what I shouldn't be eating and what I should be eating Mm -hmm. or how much I should be working out or shouldn't be. And it's just become this idol in my life and it's all consuming. How do we find that balance? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think some of that, first of all, if the the thing has happened, you know, if, if it's infertility or if it's a food allergy or something, I come back to the importance of grieving. Mm-hmm. We have to grieve those losses and not just say, everything will be okay. You know, everything is all right. It will all work out, which mm-hmm. those things are all true. Yeah. But we have to go through that process of grieving in order to go through the process of healing. Mm-hmm. That has to be first. Mm-hmm. Grieving the loss of whatever it is your body is not able to do that you want it to do. Mm-hmm. The second part of that is, I think there's two more parts, but the second part is to um, recognize all of the things that your body can do and maybe find a new passion. Use it as an ex- an opportunity. I think of a client who went through something very similar, had terrible food sensitivities and felt like she's now trapped. Like literally she could eat protein and vegetables. That's it. She was allergic to everything else. Mm. And so she got into mountain climbing. No. <laughs> of all things, yeah. she I don't I don't even remember how she got into it. Somebody invited her to do this little like 3-day uh hike, hiking, mountain hiking. Mm-hmm. And she said yes to it and she got into finding this passion of mountain hiking. Mm-hmm. And she's done trips now around the country and she's going to start doing trips around the world that her it, it was like God opened this door of one door felt like for her it closed, you know, mm-hmm. food. Really being able to freely and fully enjoy food and all of its wonderfulness. And this another door was opened that thankfully she was open to seeing and she got into this new thing that kind of took her out of that wallowing in the loss of being able to eat all the foods. Mm-hmm. That's a loss. And so I would say to be open-minded, be curious about what is out there for me. I've, I've lost this thing. I'm not able to do, my body is not able to do this thing, but what else is out there that I could possibly find as a passion? Mm-hmm. And just being open to that, because I think God will throw things into our laps yeah. <laughs> if we're open to that. Yeah. If we can, my dad is always the one I call him when I'm in a pit, a pity party. And he said, okay, take your time down there and then climb out, mm-hmm. climb out as quickly as you can mm-hmm. climb out quickly. Because when we stay there, that's when we get ourselves into trouble. Scripture is yeah. really clear mm. that when we wallow in self-pity, that's a dangerous place to stay. Yeah. You know, we got to get out of that. And then we've got to, um, appreciate. And then the third part is to focus on all the things that we can do, Mm. all the things we can eat. There are so many resources for people who have gone through traumatic things from cancer, infertility, food allergies, ADHD, all these things that are connected to physical issues. There are resources out there that can help life to be as wonderful as it can be if we'll put in that time 
to heal some of these systems and get them the best they can be. Yeah. Sometimes we don't get that 100% healing breakthrough. Most oftentimes we don't get that. But life can be really wonderful if we do a little bit of discovery and finding those ways to live with what we have and thrive. Yeah. Thrive with what we have. Yeah. And I have two thoughts from that too. I think one, you have to acknowledge, just like we were talking about earlier, the season Mm -hmm. of things. Because seasons can be hard because if they don't go the way we want, they can be disappointing. But also I love a season. Mm -hmm. Like I value that, okay, this is just going to be a season. I remember Mm -hmm. my personal journey. So I was diagnosed with an eating disorder. And then at the same time, a month later, after I'm now hearing from an eating disorder, going to counseling, they're saying, don't restrict, don't restrict, Mm -hmm. like take away good boot good food, bad food mentality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A month later, I have a list in my hand of here's all the things now you can't eat Mm. because of food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. It was like I could eat, say, like lettuce and protein. It was you can't have corn, gluten, dairy, don't eat sugar, don't have nuts or soy. Soy is in everything. And I just remember so vividly sitting there holding this letter, just bawling. And I'm sure there's people listening that can relate of this frustration of, well, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. You, you hear competing things and reminding myself it's a season. Yeah. We figure it out step by step in a season. Mm-hmm. And then the second piece of that is getting help, your accountability, finding people that mm-hmm. are willing to walk alongside you. Mm-hmm. Do you find that people are more successful when they are walking alongside with other people? Completely, completely. And that person doesn't even have to be a real person. I mean, that sounds weird. <laughs> Is this where our imaginary (laughs) friends come back? Well, 2020, what? No, no. I'm thinking of my sister who has Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Mm -hmm. And so she cannot have a million foods. Mm -hmm. She had to grieve through that journey. She found uh, web web blogs. Oh, my goodness. My brain's starting Mm -hmm. to mush. She found (laughs) blogs and authors and podcast speakers and all sorts of people that have been going through the same thing. She is authors, cookbooks. And basically, like you said, she kind of walked alongside them and felt like she was part of their journey. Mm-hmm. Now she's making things like no tomato sauce. No tomato sauce. It's pizza sauce made from beets. What? Because she can't have nightshades. She can't have tomatoes. So she's making pizza sauce from beets. Huh. It tastes mostly highly mediocrely amazing. <laughs> You know, it's like, wow, this is really (laughs) edible for a person who can't have tomatoes. So if you would have asked her five years ago about what this diagnosis means for her, it was like horrible and crushing. And that Mm -hmm. season was really sad. Mm -hmm. She felt like she totally had eating disorders because she couldn't eat anything and everything Mm -hmm. made her stomach hurt. And then, man, five years down the road, she's making all these amazing foods. She's got all these options she can have and she's focusing on all the things she can have and can Mm. eat and find these amazing desserts and everything but that took time that Mm -hmm. took time and now she's in a new season Mm -hmm. her husband loves to cook and he is a really good cook so he makes all these crazy dishes from like four ingredients and lots of spices you know yeah and gosh it's so fun to to come into a new season Mm -hmm. even walking through something so traumatic and still being in the midst of it she's never going to get through she's never going to get over the Hashimoto's disease Mm -hmm. she will always have that Mm -hmm. bar you know a miracle from God but 
she's just in a new season right now, and it's really encouraging that that can happen. Yeah, because it goes back to what we said. First, you grieve it. Yeah. Like, I had to grieve it. Yes. Hardcore. Like, okay, this is now going to be my reality. Mm-hmm. You grieve it. You heal. You remember that this is a season, mm-hmm. and then you figure out, okay, how do I get out of it? Who mm-hmm. do I turn to for support? Yeah. There is such a community out there yes. for people who have struggled with anything that we yes. talked about with the cancer or um, the eating disorder, mm-hmm. allergies, infertility. Mm-hmm. When it comes to that nutrition piece, there really is mm-hmm. such a community. Yeah. And the, it just takes one person to say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with too. Yeah. Yeah. And that vulnerability. And to reach out and ask people you trust around you because somebody knows somebody that knows that perfect blog yep. that deals with every single thing you've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, Mommy Potamus, I think, is one that my sister likes. Um, Eating in Color is an Instagram account that my sister goes to a lot for kids mm. who have a lot of food sensitivities. I think it's called Eating Kids Eat in Color or something like similar like that. Mm-hmm. Th- there's just so many resources yeah. right now and so many places you can find things. But do ask around so that you can find some things that are working for other people. Yeah, and be brave in it. Going back to what mm-hmm. you said, our first instinct is fear. Mm-hmm. When we're about to step into something new, mm-hmm. it's, it's that fear. But just being brave and like, you know what? I'm going to find the people that can yeah. support me in this and be in prayer yeah. and find a, a faith community mm-hmm. that will encourage me in this. Yeah. So you talked about kids mm-hmm. and how do you <laughs> get kids excited about just like fitness and health or just like your spouse? Like sometimes my husband could be like, nah, that's mm-hmm. not for me. So like, how do you just get the whole family to be looking at wellness differently and excited about just healthy mind, healthy soul and spirit and body mm-hmm. you don't <laughs> <laughs> that is so not what i thought you were gonna say <laughs> well it's true oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> yeah the first thing first question i get as a personal trainer is man your husband must be so into this he must be so in shape you whip him into shape i'm like nope we don't go there my marriage is more important than um healthy lifestyle. I don't bug him. I don't talk to him about it. He will do what he's going to do when he's ready to do it, period. (laughs) Yeah. So hubby, leave him alone. Mm. Leave him alone. Partner, leave him alone. Whatever. Leave her alone. Just just leave that person alone. They're going through their own journey. Mm -hmm. If you want to invite them on a walk with you, Mm -hmm. beautiful. But do it because you genuinely want them to go, not because you want them to go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's a difference. Your tone of voice will be different. Your attitude will be different. If you genuinely want that person to go on a walk with you or go to an exercise class with you, ask them out of that place and not out of a, they really should be. Because they can tell. Because, (laughs) yeah. Oh, yes. It's out. It pours out of your heart, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, your, your partner or whatever, leave that person alone. Encourage them where they're at and let them do their thing just like you hope they would let you do yours Mm -hmm. you know there's so much freedom and just saying they're a human being I'm a human being we're all going through this journey and I hope they let me walk Mm -hmm. my path without shaming or interfering whatever and so you want to do that to theirs Mm -hmm. now kids depending on their ages like I mentioned uh, in the first episode of the podcast I have two teenagers no that was this one I have two teenagers (laughs) and a toddler Mm -hmm. So there's different levels of mm-hmm. interference <laughs> you can do it with those kids. Mm-hmm. My toddler, I can get him to eat some things. And, and pr- okay, th- this is a tip. 
presentation is key. Oh, yeah. Presentation is key. Presentation. So go on Pinterest, go on Instagram, go on the Google, go on the interweb <laughs> and find how to make snacks cute. Mm. Because if you take some celery and cut it up and you put some snap peas on the side and you put some cherry tomatoes and a clementine in the middle and you sprinkle a few dark chocolate chips on the bottom and you've just made this beautiful flower. Mm. Man, they're going to love that Mm -hmm. and they're going to pick at it and be curious about it because presentation, we have eyes. And so if it pleases us visually, we're going to be more inclined to eat it. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Make it just a fun presentation. The second thing with kids is to get them involved in the kitchen. Mm. They can help at any age. Mm -hmm. My going to be four-year-old, He, I can give him a spoon and he can mix up anything that I'm making. He wants to crack eggs right now. That's where he's at. He like <laughs> really wants to crack eggs. So sometimes I'll let him crack eggs into the garbage. Mm. I know I waste one or two, but he wants to help. And so I want him to be involved. But every age can help. You know, once they can hold a knife safely, have them chop the vegetables. Mm-hmm. Once they can, one of the things I'm doing with my 12-year-old is letting him pick out the spices when we season meat. Oh, yeah. And so I said, okay, Kane, it's time for you to come up and season the chicken or season the burgers or season mm-hmm. the pork chops. And he is really getting into it. Mm. He's like, oh, let me try this together with this. And and he never used to before. That's not yeah. his thing. You know, he's a Fortnite kid and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but he's getting into it. And then guess what happens when the kids are in the kitchen helping? What do they do? They taste it. Mm. They want to try it. Something mm-hmm. they would never try before. If they had a hand in creating it, they're curious. Because they're proud of it then. Right. Mm-hmm. They're totally curious. So get the kids in the kitchen, make it be visual, um, and have a spirit of curiosity yeah. rather than a should or a shame. Mm. Spirit of curiosity. While you're eating your asparagus or carrots, say, hmm, I wonder what this is doing for my body. I read that carrots usher out excess estrogen from the body. And I heard that's really good for hormones. I wonder what else it's doing. I heard carrots are good for the eyes. I wonder what makes, what's in the carrots that heal the tissue in my eyes. That's so curious. Hmm. Just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, make it be something that is worth talking about versus, oh, you got to eat your carrots. Yeah. yeah. You know, nobody, like, why? Yes. <laughs> nobody wants to. And you don't have to have the knowledge either. I mean, you know, read an article about something and then talk about it. Or, okay, whatever vegetable you're preparing, do a quick Google search and look up what are the benefits in carrot, nutritional mm. benefits of carrots. Mm-hmm. And talk about that at the dinner table. Or, yeah. you know, so there's so many ways to make, it takes work and it takes mental effort. And some people at the last, part of the day, if they're cooking or warming up a meal, mm-hmm. it's exhausting mm-hmm. to talk about it. But that's one of the things that I would say is so worth investing in your family is to create a culture of curiosity around wellness. Yeah. It's worth it. Yes, yeah. we're all tired, but it's worth it when you when you can, you know, mm-hmm. just make that be an effort and it pays yeah. off, it pays off big time. So a lot of good insight and advice there. I'll have to take some of those tips and (laughs) and try them out at home. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a learning, you know, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. Like I said, some things work. Take the spaghetti, throw it against the wall, and some things fail miserably. (laughs) But it's just a practice. What works well for your family? You figure it out as you go. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't believe our time is already up. Again, this was so fun, (laughs) so encouraging. Thank you for sharing that. And not even just the, the pieces of the actual, like, 
this is how you lose weight in fitness. But to be honest with like, it's hard mentally. Mm -hmm. This stuff is draining mentally and it's not always going to go the way we want it to. And to really just process that and grieve that and find that encouragement through others in the best way that we can. And knowing that your journey is going to look very different than someone else's. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing your wisdom and your encouragement with us today and make sure everybody that you check out all of Ashley's stuff. I'm serious. This journal is soft. She (laughs) is right. The journal It's very soft. So check out and we'll make sure to link to everything in the bio so that people can um, find you. But thank you again. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining us for this leadership episode of E to the Power of Three. We were honored to hear from Ashley Darkenwald and McKelty Bloom on honoring our bodies and rediscovering health and routine after disruptions. Find more resources on our website at mnbtg.org. Download the new Bridging the Gap app through your app store and follow us at mnbtg on social media to stay up to date on more from Bridging the Gap. We look forward to being with you next time on E to the Power of Three.